0: your life going could you use some improvement somewhere typically we could all use a little push guidance and transformation welcome to laughing loudly loving deeply with dr. faith in this enlightening hour you'll hear from experts to help you get to that next level are you ready to have some fun and get motivated here is your host dr. faith brown
1: well good morning good morning good morning good morning to all of you out there I hope all of you guys are are, are well and having a great morning. I'd like to say a warm, warm, warm hello to all of our listeners, both domestically and internationally. Thank you so much for tuning in and for supporting this program. Um, I'd like to thank none other than the iconic and legendary Mr. Lenny White for such a great, great score. Thank you so much, Lenny. We get calls all the time questions all the time about this score. And you're listening to Bain Desole by saint Pay. So thank you, Lenny. You guys go download it from iTunes, from Amazon, wherever you can access it. It will certainly, certainly make your day. Every time I hear it myself, I find myself moving to the beat. So <laughs> um, I understand why the questions keep coming. So thank you guys. I'm really, really excited today to um, have our guest on the show. Um, She's a very, very special, uh, special lady, an extraordinary lady in her own right. And I had the pleasure of meeting her not too long ago. Um, She's in the person of Miss Rolanda Watts. Rolanda, are you there? Yes, I am. Good, Good morning. morning to you. How Good are morning, you? Good morning, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so Listen, much. We made for another day. <laughs> we made another day. We made another day. And let me just tell you after doing the research for this program, after reading all of the information that I've read about your work, I think you're going to inspire people into another day.
2: I hope so. Yeah, absolutely, (laughs)
1: absolutely. (laughs) So, to all of our listening audience, let me just tell you a little bit about this lady. I don't think that I have to do this rundown because um, she is everywhere, highly, highly, highly visible, high, high profiled. Um, But just in case, she's an Emmy and Cable Ace Award nominated journalist, television and radio talk show host, executive producer, actor, voice, voice artist, speaker, and. Helps everybody, humanitarian, and now a comedian, which we're going to get into, and now she's an author of her first novel entitled Destiny Lingers, um, which was also endorsed by Dr. Maya Angelou. Um, Guys, I know we're on air right now, but if you have a moment, you should go download that book right now. Go to her website, Rolanda.com, get the book, run out to Barnes and Nobles, whatever you have to do, run and get the book. She's received the highly coveted Rising Star and Editor's Choice Award, as well as the B.B. Moore Campbell Award for Excellence in Storytelling, and boy, does she know how to tell a story. She's also a contributing correspondent for Dr. Drew on HLN. She can also be heard as Professor Wiseman on Curious George George, as the announcer for Divorce Court and the New Warrior uh, Priestess in the latest League of Legions video game. In sitcoms, Ms. Rolanda has, rece- has a recurring role on the Bounce TV series, In the Cut. And she hails from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm a Southern girl, too, so I'm really, really happy to have you on the show today.
2: <laughs> well, you know what they call us, Faith. They call us grits. Girls oh, raised yes. in the South.
1: There you go. And you know what? <laughs> we do have a lot of grit. We keep bouncing back. How about that? We know That's how to right. bounce
2: back. That's we right. Can't keep a good back. woman down. So absolutely
1: <laughs> absolutely or quiet or quiet, which is you know one of the reasons I really want to have you on the show. you are so 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 very inspiring. your work is inspiring, growing up in North Carolina, I grew up in Georgia, um you know, I grew up in the sixties or in seventies you know really came of age in the seventies, so I Although slavery was over, you know, we still felt the debris of segregation and Jim Crow laws, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really an interesting thing to come through that process and with, you know, as much vigor and zeal and courage and maintain a sense of psychological and emotional stability mm-hmm. <laughs> and remain lively and bubbly and confident. And when when I met you, when I had the pleasure of meeting you, you had such... Um, such, a, such an embracing, warm, confident personality. So I know that you've, you've worked through a lot of that. So against all of those backdrops, what inspired you initially? Let's just start here. What initially inspired you to become a journalist?
2: Well, I think I have, I well, first of all, of all the things I do, there's one common thread through everything, and that's mm-hmm. storytelling. Mm-hmm, and I've mm-hmm. always loved stories. I think that has a lot to do with my Southern background. I remember I used to have a housekeeper, and she would iron the clothes, and I would sit under the the ironing board and just listen to her (laughs) stories all day long. Uh And I uh think that I had a a tremendous love for stories, and I also have an insatiable curiosity. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. you know, it's funny because (laughs) I was telling somebody the other day, I said, it seems that all the things that were once called my faults have become Uh my greatest gifts. Like uh-huh. They used to say, your voice is so raspy, you sound like a frog. Well, today I'm a voiceover artist. How they used to say, that? you ask too yes. many questions. Well, today I'm an award-winning journalist. They say, uh-huh. you talk too much. Today I'm a talk show host. They say, you're too bossy. <laughs> today I'm a CEO. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, love that. All of those things. I think it was just, um, you know, being yourself, really, mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and telling stories. And I love... Um, like I said, I loved asking questions and always wanted to know. You know, I got in trouble for that a lot, asking so many oh, yeah. questions. But it hey, sure yeah. paid off in the long run. <laughs> yes. But I think yes. it's just yes. an insatiable curiosity and a love for storytelling.
1: And, you know, that's you, you raise an interesting point about asking questions and getting in trouble for asking questions because we were often told, you know, ask a question, it's okay. And as soon as you raise your hand, you know, everyone gives you that uh, weird stare. Like, you know, didn't you get it? Don't you know the answer to that? What's going on? When really, um, it's the only way, really, to get us from point A to point B, and to and to open a dialogue and gain clarity around whatever the conversation may be at that at that time.
2: Well, it's also how you advance your life. Uh huh. I mean, you uh-huh. can't advance your life unless you know the answers to some questions.
1: Right. Right. And right. I
2: think that um, maybe we don't ask enough of them. And I, I think ask. that uh, that you've got to have a uh, have an insatiable curiosity for life, and that's mm-hmm. whatever you do mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. be a well-rounded and well-grounded person. I think,
1: right? Absolutely, and and ask the right questions. Ask the right questions; those that will help propel
2: you forward. As, right, as, as you can ask a saying, few yeah. wrong ones till you find
1: them. <laughs> 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 you, what, you know, what do they look, say? You know, there
2: are no stupid questions. <laughs>
1: there are there are no, are no stupid questions. Yeah, you just want to make sure that you know they are informative and they get you from point A to point B. Um, so, at a time though when you know we weren't seeing many positive images of people of color on television, you know, you had the courage to accept you know this opportunity to host your own show. Will you share with our audience what that experience w- was like and how that all came about?
2: Well, you know, I was um, an investigative journalist for many years and an anchorwoman mm-hmm. in New York City for Eyewitness News, WNBC, Inside Edition, Attitudes mm-hmm. on, on mm-hmm. Lifetime Television, and a man named Roger King, who was the chairman of King World at the time, who discovered Oprah Winfrey, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, uh-huh. Inside Edition, American Journal, I can <laughs> go on and on. Uh, uh-huh. I was a dear friend of mine, and he said, Rolanda, you have so much more to say than in a minute and 30 seconds on the news. I would love to see you do a talk show. Come do a talk show with me. And I was like, Roger, I'm not going to do a talk show. I was like, I'm a journalist. I don't do talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and plus you have that Oprah Winfrey over there, and you don't uh-huh. need me. So this went back and forth for about five years. And then one day he said, well, come work with me on Inside Edition. So I did. It was a great job. I traveled all over the world covering wonderful stories. Mm -hmm. Nine months into that gig, he walked on the set. I'll never forget this. I was hooking up my microphone. I was headed, I was going to anchor the news on Inside Edition that I was going to hop on a plane and go cover a murder story in Washington. Mm -hmm. And Roger King, the chairman of King World, walks on my set. and He goes, Rolanda, I said, Roger, what are you about to ask? Do that talk show. I said, Roger. He said, I need a favor from a friend. He was already producing another show that was failing. He didn't want to lose his face or his time slot. He knew I was good at live television, and he Uh said, I need you to do this show. The show was on in two weeks. Now, most talk shows take a year, year and a half to find their voice, to do a pilot, Uh to sell to all the networks. I was on in two weeks. I would anchor the news on Inside Edition, unhook Mm -hmm. my microphone, and go across the hall and do this little show called Rolanda. We didn't know what the show was going to be. Wow. And we were on the air in two weeks. The day that we were supposed to air, January seventeenth, nineteen 1994... The Mm -hmm. Northridge earthquake hit. Now, I knew I would shake up the world. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But I didn't know it would be a major earthquake. And that, you know, that started a a, a marvelous journey. It's it's amazing that sometimes people can see in you what you don't even consider for yourself. Wow. And I never thought about that and fought it, fought it, fought it. And he would not let me let that go. Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. I'm known for one name, Rolanda, because of that Mm -hmm. four-year show, four years of that Rolanda show, that we did in the 90s. And we did a great job in that show. In a time when people were throwing chairs and yes. and, and disrespecting women, we came yes. in and got kids out of gangs. And we, we helped marriages stay together and kids not commit suicide. Yes. We did really serious good stuff. We went into the prison and did live shows talking about mom. 80% of the women in prison are mothers. Yes. You know, my question is, yes. who's raising the kids? That's right. the question Absolutely. we need to ask. So we re- did really juicy good stuff. Now, Mm -hmm. did that last? No. People want to see Jerry Springer type stuff. They want to see Maury Mm -hmm. Povich type type Mm -hmm. stuff. So I had to make a staunch decision of whether to stay and talk or to go and find something else with a little more integrity to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. I left there, and then I came out to Hollywood, and that started a whole other thing. But we had a good four years in the 90s, and I think we made a tremendous difference in the talk arena.
1: Yes, it was an amazing four years. We all got to know, as you stated, by just your first name, and you remain. You have that presence in the world now. I'm really, really excited because I want to come back and talk to you about this whole um, ability to evolve and reinvent ourselves. That you look at a situation and go, "Huh, you know, if this journey is coming to an end, and we ask the question." what's next, that we don't always just wait for someone to give us an opportunity. Sometimes we create our own. And so I'm really, really excited to have observed from afar, you know, your courage to do so, to walk in your own truth and to evolve, to continue to evolve and and make your way and show all of us how to do the same. Guys, hang in there with us. I'm talking to none other than the extraordinary Rolanda Watts. We'll be right back.
0: Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more. Or visit DrFaithBrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first Service. Call 212 729 5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals, and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at DrFaithBrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution.
3: The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate, change,
0: succeed. You are tuned in to laughing loudly loving deeply with dr faith to reach the show today feel free to send an email to askdrfaith1 at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you again that's askdrfaith1 at gmail.com now back to the show here again is dr faith brown
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply, with me, your host, Dr. Faith, and a warm, warm, warm welcome to my very special guest today, Miss Rolanda Watts. Rolanda, we're so happy to have you on today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank
2: you, and good morning, everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're on the you're on the West Coast It's quite early out there, so thank you for joining hey, us. Yeah, I was
2: about <laughs> to say if my voice is extra raspy this morning, it's because <laughs> it's early out here.
1: <laughs> well, just as it has been a gift. the world is a gift to us this morning so thank you very much and you know as we you know went to commercial I was just talking about how I've been personally inspired by your courage um, and to to evolve your courage to evolve and not waiting around for anyone to give you license permission to uh, do whatever it was That you want it to do. Um, And, 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 you know, today we experience a lot of, unfortunately, um, economic unrest, political unrest, uh, job security is, 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 is at an all time low. You know, so oftentimes people are wondering, you know, what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. You are an extraordinary example being in an industry that is so fickle that says, you know what, I, I got this, I know who I am, and I know my strengths, and I can run with this. So, I really appreciate you sharing with us, um, you know, how, how when the decision was made that the show was not going to continue, that you decided, I'm, I'm going out to LA and I'm going to do my thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that, first of all, maybe. I had done everything I could do in New York.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Okay. Uh-huh. You know, in New York for so many years, I was an anchor and an investigative news reporter and a journalist and talk show host. And I had done everything that I could do in New York at that point. And there were dreams that were still mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. Um, what a lot of people don't know is when I was at Spelman College, I majored in theater arts with a specialty in comedy. Um, with a and I had two majors. The other major was English. So I always wanted to write and act. Mm-hmm. But when I got out of grad school at Columbia, in fact, let me tell you this funny story. I went to I graduated a year early from Spelman. I'd done so many okay. internships I got to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to Columbia to the Graduate School of Journalism in New York, which is the number one mm-hmm. journalism school in the world. Which I didn't mm-hmm. know when I applied. Mm-hmm. I was actually mm-hmm. trying to get to New York so I could audition for Broadway. Okay. And I remember my okay. father looked at me like I had grown a third horn, and he looked at me and he said, well, good luck, little girl. I went to one cattle call, and that was it. I said, I'll be wow. back when y'all know my name. I can't do this. <laughs> and at that time, there weren't, you know, Bill Cosby's show hadn't come out. Spike Lee was in college with me. We did, didn't did have a lot of opportunities in, as an actor unless you were tap dancing and singing on Broadway. And so thank goodness I had a backup plan, and I fell in love with journalism. And I took that r- route, and I did it Did it you know, did it to the ground from the belly of the beast of New York. And then it was time to move on. And I think that, you know, I didn't want to, I always wanted to act. I always wanted to write. I wanted to be creative and I didn't want to work for anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I had been Mm -hmm. burnt out working in this industry. I was just burnt. And I was, and I, and I said, I am not going to work for anybody. And now 20 years later, I haven't (laughs) I work for Uh, everybody. There (laughs) you you (laughs) go. There you go. Yes. And I love that. And because I sat there and I said, I'm not going to be 80 years old rocking on a porch going, I coulda, shoulda, woulda. Right. But I'd only gotten off this porch and tried.
1: Right. I couldn't live right. with
2: myself like that. I couldn't live with my dreams and gifts dying inside of me. Don't let your gift die on the vine, folks.
1: Wow. That's a message all by itself. Having the courage to step out, to live your dreams. Do it. To do
2: Do yeah, it. Just I mean, what, do it. What? what let me tell you, there's sometimes you're in a place and you say, you know what, I don't know what's outside that door, but I right. know whatever happens out there is better than what's happening right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you have and to I take think that chance. Um, Or just stop complaining and just be miserable. Right. One or the other.
1: But One choose a lane. It's just
2: that simple. And sometimes you have to get that clear with yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. that comes... Sometimes. You know, when a friend loses a job, sometimes I say, Congratulations, you just got free. You got fired. You right. come up with some new ideas. Look right. inside yourself. What makes you happy? What makes you passionate? What makes your heart skip a beat? Right. Do that. Right. And I promise you, when you're happy, the money, the jobs, everything will come. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. have got to be happy.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you have to be. And I have to tell you, your personality is such that it's magnetizing. It draws. It draws people in. It draws opportunities towards you. That light. You radiate that type of light. But let me ask you this as we're encouraging people uh, to 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 step out and to reach that. Because a lot of people are really, really uh, just grounded by fear. Just stop. Just just fear fear-based, they live a fear-based life, is there anything in your background growing up in North Carolina uh, and in the and then the loving family in which you grew up in that just kind of centered you and encouraged you to let you know or, or helped to nurture that courage in you to let you know you can do anything?
2: You, yeah, you've got I had this. great parents. I mean, we mm-hmm. didn't always get along, but I sure mm-hmm. loved them. <laughs> they were, mm-hmm. Sure, they sure. Were very, um, my father was an artist, so creativity was always in my mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother was an administrator at Wake Forest. She was an associate dean at Wake Forest Bowman Gray School of Medicine. My dad was a chairman, an artist, a well-acclaimed, uh, woodcutter and mm-hmm. graphic artist, but he was also the chairman of the fine arts department. at Winston Salem State University. So education was always, it wasn't about whether you were going to college, it was what college you were going to. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, education uh-huh. was always very important to us. Um, and, and I think that I remember one time my mother said to me, she said, when you go in there and you grow up and you go in there and you ask that man behind that desk for a job, and remember back mm-hmm. then it was only a man behind the desk with a job. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And a white yes. man at that. Yes. Uh, she said, when he asked you, well, little lady, what can you do? Mm-hmm. She said, I want you to look him square in his eye and say, sir, I'm going to save you a whole lot of time by telling <laughs> you what I can't do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I laughed at that. It was kind of like a little joke, but it stuck in my brain. Yes, it, it, and it and and then Spelman College movement. It was like women can do anything. Yes, and I came up in the seventies, and I came up in an all girls high school, all girls college. So I had encouragement, nourishment about mm-hmm. anything I could do as a woman. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. there were no limits to what I could do as a woman, mm-hmm. and if there were, I was going to kick them down or go in another way. Absolutely, so I think absolutely that, that that I had you know. I didn't, my heroes, who were your heroes growing up? Well, they were my teachers. Mm -hmm. They were my parents. Mm -hmm. They were people in my community that Mm -hmm. I still go home and see. It was Mm -hmm. was Dr. Newell, who was the first math doctor I knew at Winston-Salem State University, who heard somebody call me stupid one day because I didn't understand math. And she Mm -hmm. said, you come to my house every Tuesday and Thursday. We're going to work this out.
0: And every day,
2: when I'm tallying up my business for Watts Works Productions as a CEO, when I'm tallying up a production schedule, I hold that pencil, that number two pencil, and I think about Dr. (laughs) Newell, who taught me that I was not stupid. Uh Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Because her biggest uh
2: fear is I might believe it. And I think Uh that's what we do. We encourage children in our community. You are sitting right there. If you are unhappy with your job, go be happy with your community. Give back. Uh Give a kid Uh a chance. Just Uh a thumbs up. Sometimes that's all it takes. Uh If somebody Uh somewhere saying, I believe in you. I know you can do it. And yes. there are times that I haven't believed in myself, that I was insecure, but mm-hmm. I always had somebody somewhere who said, "Get back up on your feet and go back out there and kick that damn door down."
1: Yes, and I did. yes, yes, yes. And we've seen that. You've you've modeled that throughout throughout your 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 career, and it's just such a great example to all of us. And that just kind of moves me, you know. Into the next thing I want to talk to you about is your. <laughs> You are you are a novelist. You are now a novelist, and um, I'm laughing because as you were talking about having folks around you to encourage you, I'm thinking about these friends in this book. The book Destiny lingers, <laughs> the sisterhood, <laughs> the power of the sisterhood in this book. Isn't that, isn't that something? <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. So now we evolve. We're evolving now as an author, as a novelist. Um, so what inspired? What inspired this book? I was totally immersed. It's multi layered. It's talking about friendship, betrayal, family denial, unrequited love. You know, and all of this against the backdrops of segregation and Jim Crow laws. Where did this come from?
2: <laughs> well, here's here's the backstory. Okay. There are a bunch of different things. Number one, a Topsail Island, where the story takes place. The story is about an investigative news reporter in New York City who uncovers her own sordid story of her husband's affair, Mm -hmm. and goes down to North Carolina to get her head back together and re-meets her first love, a boy she couldn't be with because of segregation. She now gets a second chance. So time moves on, but destiny lingers. Mm -hmm. Um, The two characters as big as destiny and chase are racism and classism. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chase comes from a poor trailer park family. Uh, Destiny comes from a black family that's very well-to-do. And mm-hmm. they live in the same area on this little island. Now, that's true stuff. But in 1948, my grandparents were among 10 black families who established Ocean City in Topsail Island, which was the first wow. black beachfront resort community. That's amazing. And this was in 1948. And while that looked wow. like it in- integrated the island, the island was still very segregated. Wow. And down in that area of eastern North Carolina is where the KKK ran rampant. Mm-hmm. We would see billboards mm-hmm. that say, this is Klan country, like it or leave it. And it was mm. a very scary time um, sure. down there. You just didn't mix because you could lose your life. Mm-hmm. And I thought mm-hmm. about how ridiculous that was at the beach where kids play. Kids had mm-hmm. to hide to play and then come out of the marshes and act like nothing happened. <laughs> wow! And I wow! Thought, what yes. Kids fell in love, and then wow. time moved on and segregation ended, and they had a second chance of getting back together. That was part of it because at my age, I just turned fifty-eight, so I'm one of the last generations that remembers. Mm -hmm. Drinking colored water. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean Mm -hmm. Gatorade and Kool Aid. I'm talking about colored water and going to the colored bathroom. Yes. And, you know, some of the stories that I tell about segregation and Jim Crow in that book are very true. That Mm -hmm. I do remember going to to kindergarten and getting excited about going to the park the next day and coming home with a little note in my sweater that said I couldn't go because I was black and the Mm -hmm. park doesn't allow blacks and Jews. Wow. So I remember that. And then also, I survived a hurricane in 1996. Hurricane Bertha slammed our little island, mm. devastated the island. Dumb uh-huh. me, I wanted to stay on the island and cover the story. For <laughs> <time>. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 But by uh-huh. the time the van got there, it was too dangerous for them to cross the bridge to the island. And by that time, it was too dangerous for me to get off. Mm. So me and like 10 other people were the stubborn stragglers left on this island. And for three uh-huh. days after the storm, we had to eat at the Red Cross and the police officers would come and pick us up and take us to eat. And it amazed me how much this one police officer and I had in common, we loved the same island. You know, we we knew the same fish and holes and mm-hmm. radio crabs yes. and all that. And that just, it amazed me yes. that we didn't know each other. And then it wow. hit me. How are you possibly going to know this little white boy? Yeah, Wow. Kept us from being friends. And I was so angry about that. I thought about all the, yes. the loves I could have had, the friends I could have had, the, the yes. you know, the bullshit today that could have been and so I wanted to write this story and talk about race and class but envelop it in love and prove yes. that love endures all even hatred and even time. Yes. And yes. so I started the story and I um, it, it's 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 quite a journey.
1: <laughs> it is it is quite a journey and I really want to get into it when we get back. You did a beautiful job. A beautiful job. Of, of, of bringing out some very very central themes and those themes actually are very relevant today which is why I'm excited um, that you we get to talk about this in a very robust way guys stick with us I'm talking to Miss Rolanda Watts you will not want to miss this go to Amazon go to our website right now Rolanda.com download this book we'll be right back
3: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more or visit drfaithbrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first service. Call 212-729-5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals, and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at DrFaithBrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Faith Brown.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and my special guest, Rolanda Watts today. Um, Guys, we have been having such a wonderful, robust conversation about this extraordinary woman or with this extraordinary woman who's been the example, the epitome of courage and, and, and evolution in an industry that's very, very fickle or can be fickle. And she's given us examples of how to maintain and continue in a world filled with unrest and she does it beautifully in her book, in her new book entitled destiny lingers I have to tell you guys as I was reading this book I it resonated so loudly with me growing up in 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 middle in small-town Georgia <laughs> and uh, this book is you know the, the the characters in this book you know they visited you know, it sets in north from from the Northeast down to North Carolina and the uh, portions of the book around segregation and Jim Crow laws and while they were not prominent when I was growing up there were definitely debris uh, there are a lot of debris around and Mrs. Watts, she brings out the central theme of love through all of this ugly chaos that segregation and Jim Crow laws, and even today, um, we're being divided politically, and and, and the struggles we all have—civil uh, rights and human rights. I'd like for you, if you if you wouldn't mind, uh, Rolanda, to talk a little bit more about um, how one can. Endure such ugliness, but maintain such a strong sense of self and love. No, being able to hold on to the thing that that, that will take us forward, which is love. How 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 could you? How did you find um, the voice in these characters to 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 talk about these issues?
2: Well, <laughs> I think it's just um, being true to the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Dr. Maya Angelo gave me an endorsement for this book. It was one of her last endorsements. And when I took her the final draft and I said, uh, Auntie, because she was a very dear close friend of our, my family for many years and um, inspired me so much in, in terms of my writing. But I said, Auntie, would you read this last draft? She said, of course. So she read it, and then she put it back on the table. She said, I'm so angry with you. And I said, why? What did I do, split a verb or something? What did I do? <laughs> she said, you finished it. She said, don't you die with this story still in you. She said, you take this right on. So I knew I had something that spoke to humanity. Um, and I think what she always said was, tell the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, you ain't got to tell everything,
1: mm-hmm, but tell
2: mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it allowed me the freedom to heal, really. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that, um, you know, people don't see what you had to go through as a little girl in North Carolina to become the Rolanda Watts that you are today. Right. I don't talk about that. I don't share that. Right. But right. I can use my art to exhibit and express that in a far more powerful way than any complaint or, gr- or, gr- or grumbling you mm-hmm. do. Absolutely.
1: And, Absolutely.
2: and that will live forever. That, that story will live beyond me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so at, that's my contribution. And mm-hmm. you know what? I When I went down south and I was uh, talking about the book, and I was like, oh, Lord, I'm going to go to Topso with this book, this <laughs> place. I don't know what these folks are going to say down here. I've had more people, uh, particularly white people, who say, mm-hmm. thank you for telling this story. And thank mm-hmm. you for telling it. And you're not mad.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said,
2: no, I'm just going to tell the truth. Right. That's love. Right. You can't deny that. And no. I've also, ironically, uh, Faith, have had um, white men say, thank you for telling our story. And of course, I You what, you like some black women? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, no. We, we appreciate the story being told of a poor boy
1: mm-hmm.
2: who grew up and defied his racist parents,
0: mm-hmm. who
2: grew mm-hmm. up and became something out of a trailer park. We don't hear those stories. And I said, you know, if you think about it, that's true. And they went on to tell me that, 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 you know, being a white man in America, everybody automatically assumes they're privileged, automatically yes. assumes they're wealthy. Mm-hmm. And, they, and mm-hmm. these guys were telling me, we came from a trailer park like Chase. We had to defy our parents' ridiculousness and become mm-hmm. the people that we are today in spite of where we came from. Yes. And I thought about that. There aren't a lot of stories like that out there.
1: Right. Um, no. So
2: this is a it's a it's a good story also because Chase and Destiny are in their 20s and Destiny's mom is a total snob, a pretty <laughs> snob. She don't like No listen, yes. there's a line in the book where Destiny says talking about Chase, he couldn't play with me because I was black, but mm-hmm. I couldn't play with him because he was poor. How about that? <laughs> right. You know. So it's all these isms and uh-huh. Chase and Destiny have have forbidden love, and they are yes. locked by their parents' past, and they mm-hmm. break free of that. And I think we're seeing a lot of that today. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing a lot of people who may be joining marches that their parents would cringe to see them join. Yes. But there's there comes a time when you have to stand on your own two feet and be the person that you're here to be. And yes. sometimes that means de- denying and defying your entire existence of family. Yes. But now's the time if you want to do the right thing. I mean, it's, it's, um, I think a lot of the issues we're facing on this very day. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, against that entire backdrop is this central theme of love. We have the sisterhood. We have the love of the sisterhood. And then we have this marriage and we have a journalist who's in love with her job, who's pursuing her career and think something may be going on, but really doesn't want to quite face the truth. Denial.
2: Denial. <laughs> denial. And, denial. You know, in fact, yeah. a lot of people get really upset mm. with Destiny, as I was when I was writing the book, because she just is in such denial. And I'm writing, and I'm going like, girl, don't, look, Ray Charles mm-hmm. can see this. <laughs> right. This is a, this is a, this is a red strand. But don't we when we suspect yes. something is like an affair? It's it's like, it's denial. No, that can't be happening. No, maybe I am as crazy as he tell, he's telling me I am. And what it, mm-hmm. The denial also comes from once you hear the truth, yes. your life is never going to be the same.
1: Right, 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 right. And, and so the it, fear it, around it that. It takes a
2: while, but we, you know, that's the beauty of writing a novel is that you really, and I wrote it in first person, which is kind of rare for novels, but I wanted to really get into the, you know, that's the beauty of novels. You can get into the head. What is she thinking? What is she feeling? What is she smelling? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was exciting to take that journey with her.
1: And, 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 you know, you mentioned the whole, you know, the, the interesting thing about denial. Once you hear the truth, you know it's hard to deny that, but we keep wanting to hide. We keep wanting to run from it, because nothing will ever be the same again. I remember reading the line of when, uh, when, when, when the couple was arriving in North Carolina. You guys, they were going home. You know, to visit family. And Destiny needed to center herself, to reconnect. And um, they stopped by this little. Uh, farmer's market or this little stand to grab, you know, vegetables to take right. home, right? That's the thing to do. And she looked around and her husband wasn't there. He was on a payphone. you know? And so she, you know, discovered she'd left a purse in the car and she needed him to get the keys to unlock the car. So she walks up to the, to the payphone where he is and she literally hears the name of her friend, but, and she goes, is that, did I hear what I think
2: I heard? Exactly. Did I hear, right? Her did I, friend's name yeah. is Eve. Right. <laughs> Evie. And he, and he yes. calls his lo- lover Evie. And so she goes, and then he sees her and he goes, uh, Stevie, Stevie, uh-huh, Stevie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, she uh-huh. knows she heard Evie. Yes. She knows it.
1: She knows it. But wants, wants to believe him. She wants to believe that they still have a chance. It's really an interesting dynamic because uh, as, as humans, you know, we, wa- we don't want things to change that drastically. And we certainly don't want to believe that it was one of our best friends.
2: Exactly.
1: We can all have a cape. We all need a cat.
2: We all need cat. <laughs> Let me tell you, that character cat is something else. If, you, if, you, if there are any writers listening, <clears throat> you will understand this. When you start writing and you give a character a style and a mm-hmm. way that they walk and the way that mm-hmm. they speak and how they move their hands and yes. what they would do... They become real. They beca- They yes. start doing their own things. Yes. One of the most pivotal scenes in the book is when the girls go to Boston. And I'm not going to yes. do <laughs> be a spoiler. Yes. But I've got to tell you the honest to God truth. When I was writing that, this this scene comes after Destiny has finally realized that there is an affair. And she mm-hmm. breaks down. And she's with her girlfriends. And they're all crying. And mm-hmm. I'm crying writing. The girls are crying. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Crying. Uh-huh. Everyone's crying. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> Okay, now what do we do? Mm -hmm. And so one of the characters, Hope, goes, "What are we going to do now?" Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that is when the character Cat stood up and said, "Get dressed to kill, ladies. We're going to Boston Mm -hmm. now." God, Faith, I've never been to Boston in my life. (laughs) Uh I have Uh never. But you would think I lived in Boston. All the stuff that happens. That Mm -hmm. scene, the characters did. I followed the characters and just wrote what they did. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. turned out to be one of the most pivotal scenes in the book. But, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, when you're writing, it, it has an organic life of its own. And, and for those of you who are writers, and I find that so many people who are reading the book are inspired to write their own story. All of us have a story in us. Yes,
1: yes, yes. And I remember yes. Jackie
2: Collins was on my talk show, and I said, Miss Collins, I have to tell you a secret. I really want to write a novel, too. And mm-hmm. she said, well, darling, <laughs> sit down and write a page a day. And in 365 (laughs) days, you'll have a book. Wow. And I thought, that is so the truth. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, it we tend to look at it, the book. Yes, yes. But one page a day is all it takes. Just stay at it. Just stay at it. Tell your story. Don't die with that story still in you.
1: Right, right, right. And and saying truth, truth to the story, as you stated, because, you know, when it's, we're talking about, you know, hope, who Hope represents or even just her name, right? Hope. And and, and then there's Kat. And it's like, nope, you know what? We're not going to stay. You know, we're not going to have this pity party. We're going to get up. We're going to go. We're going to get going. So in the case of the ladies, it was Boston. But it's anywhere. It's anywhere in the world. Just move from point A and get to point B. Get to getting. Get
2: up out of, <laughs> get up right. out of this song story. Everybody get off your knees. Everybody needs a cat in their life. Yes, yes, <laughs> cat, yes. Y'all are going to love Cat when you read this yes. book. She is a delightful, delicious, ballsy character, and I she love is. her. And she, she really comes in, and helps. And Destiny, you know, people say, is Destiny you? Well, there are bits of Destiny, but I, I'm, I'm a different woman than Destiny is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was that uh-huh. way in 20. Uh-huh. I don't know. But... Uh, but, but Kat is the spine. I mean, she's yes. the character in there, and she just... She just makes destiny slap a snap out of it, girl. Wake up. She
1: does. She does. After <laughs> she we've she snotten say, and we've cried and, you this, know, yes, happen. get up.
2: there at the time, but stay woke.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Stay woke. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we are going to get, we're going to go to break. We're going to go to our final break and we're going to come back and we're going to see how you continue to evolve um, in now your role as a comedian. And I'm so excited about that. So Got guys, big show stay coming up. Us. Absolutely. Well, there we go. Let's let's promote that show. Let's get a, get get the word out there. You guys hang in here with us. I'm talking to Rolanda Watts. Um, stay, stay tuned.
0: Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more. Or visit DrFaithBrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first service. Call 212-729-5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals, and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at DrFaithBrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that
3: resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change.
0: Succeed. You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Faith Brown.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You have been listening to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and my very special guest, Rolanda Watts. We've just been having a great time just chatting it up. And uh, right before going to break, we were talking about her wonderful book, Destiny Lingers. And, um, and we were just kind of chatting over the break about the names of the characters and how, you know, the names seem to... Um, take on a life just of themselves in terms of in terms of imbuing and inspiring um, the reader. Will you talk just a little bit about that, Rolanda?
2: You know, I was, I was saying that I, it, what surprised me, you know, even when you write the book and you know every mm-hmm. single word and all of that, yes. you, you still have a lot to discover after people start reading the, mm-hmm. the book and have their own perspective. And people have asked, were the names of the characters, like, what, did you specifically do that? Like, you have one character named Hope. One <laughs> destiny, one chase, the evil girl is Eve. Uh huh. Uh uh-huh, You know, a cat uh-huh. is the slick one. And I was like, no, I didn't think about all that. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. But it's interesting that all of that happens. What was really interesting, now here's a little behind the scenes thing. When I was writing it in first person, the first draft, like, I didn't, the my main character, Destiny, didn't have a name. Mm-hmm. Oh, I okay. I could not believe I had gotten to like 200 pages and she never i never knew her name wow and okay. it wasn't until she met chase mm. and chase says hi i'm chase mckenzie what's your name mm. and i mm-hmm. stopped as a writer and destiny jumped on she said destiny mm, I'm wow destiny. <laughs> i have the name of the book because i have that wonderful phrase time moves oh. on but yes. destiny lingers but destiny lingers. i knew it was going to be destiny lingers was the book I yes. didn't know her name was going to be Destiny, but she told me, no, my name is Destiny.
1: Wow. How And apropos. she named herself.
2: And look, I was at a book signing and, and somebody said, now, Miss Watts, they said, I, I I understood all the stuff you were talking about, but when you start mm-hmm. talking about them characters talking to you, I was a little worried <laughs> about you. <laughs> I said, but you know what? If you're a writer, you know just yes. what I'm talking about because exactly. they come alive and they tell you their story and the right. story wants to be continued.
1: It does. It does. And I think you're working on a sequel. Is that correct?
2: Well, you know what? I am working on the screenplay right now. Okay. Okay. There will okay. be a sequel. I can't say it's going to be immediately. My uh, yes. publicist is trying to get me to move on to another, another novel of another woman okay. I want to tell you all about. But right now, I'm trying to get that screenplay out because it reads like a movie. You know, for people who, listen, I'm going to be honest. Let me be transparent. Okay. I'm asking people to Please. do something I don't do every day. I don't read a bunch of novels. <laughs> Okay. But when I get one, I want it to be juicy, and I want it to yes. take me away, and I want it to be easy to read. I want to read it like it's a movie, and yes. that's destiny lingers. And, and it I've does. always wanted it to be a movie, but then I said, if I, you know, I'm in Hollywood, I could probably get a movie made, but I wouldn't be a novelist. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, so sometimes
2: mm-hmm. your bigger dream has to be put on hold so you can make a few other dreams come true up in there. I'm going to do the the audio book. I'm going to do the screenplay. Fantastic! So, you know, Fantastic. Just the story going.
1: And if I have the opportunity, I will, if you put it out there, I'm definitely coming. I am, it's fantastic. Guys, go download this book. Go get the book. Um, Rolanda.com, is there any other way that can access your book, Rolanda?
2: If you go to destinylingers.com, I will sign the book personally for you or for your mama or your sister (laughs) or your dad. The guys are loving it, too, because i got hostage situations. i got hurricanes, a cop, and a journalist. It's a romance suspense. Very suspenseful. So if you go there, destinylingers.com, and order it, I will sign it for you, pop it in the mail, and get it right to you. And they make great gifts as well. They do. Amazing. And and free shipping. Free Free shipping.
1: shipping. Oh, my goodness. What an amazing gift. Guys, get one. Pick up one for yourself. Get one for your friend because you have to make a date to dish about this. This is this is book club uh, caliber, you know, conversation. So go get the book. Download it. Go to destinylingers.com. Now, That's let me right. just talk and a little club, bit. Of, I can
2: Skype into you. If I'm not in Oregon and you're reading it in Oregon, I'll Skype right in there to your book club and we can talk. So oh really,
1: my. let's get the conversation going, y'all. I love that. I love that. Oh, okay. So if you guys are listening, uh, hit me up, Dr. Faith Brown at gmail.com. We're going to get this thing going with Rolanda. We're going to get her Skyped in. This is wonderful, wonderful. And, and uh, just because we can't get enough of her, if you are anywhere near one of her shows, she's now a comedian. Let's talk a little bit more about your journey now into the comedy realm. Oh, my God. I was at Caroline's, and you are phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, and it's so natural. Have you always, like, had that in you, or where did that come from? Well, you know,
2: anybody who knows me knows I love to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I love okay. to tell crazy stories. And, you know, we have a good time. I'm not always that staunch journalist that y'all see. Okay. okay. I like to have a good time and talk a lot of stuff, you know?
0: Okay. Uh-huh. And
2: I, I've always loved comedy. And, you know, Kim Coles is a very dear friend of mine. I have a lot of good comedian friends, Steve Harvey, all of them. Arsenio Hall told me, he said, you, you don't need a class, you just need to get on stage. Wow. And I wow. of course, I did take some workshops and uh-huh. stuff. But, uh-huh. you know, I've always had tremendous encouragement. And, like, you know, like I said at the beginning of this interview, sometimes people see things in you that you don't believe in in yourself. Okay. And Kim Coles uh-huh. uh, asked me to be her bridesmaid when she got married. And for her bridesmaid party, she had a bunch of comedians get on stage and do a little bit for her. And she said, would you get up and do some?" And I said, oh, come on, Kim. They're, they're real comedians there. She said, girl, you told me you wanted to do this. Here's your chance. Get up there. Just me five minutes or something. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. 17 minutes later, I was still talking. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and they oh were my like, gosh! Girl, Queen Lativa all over, like, girl, you need to do this. Uh-huh, so I was uh-huh. enrolled in a workshop, took a workshop, started doing my own writing, and now I have a, a show. And I was in New York at Caroline's on Broadway. Yes. On my birthday, I was at the Broadway Comedy Club, came back yes. here on August 30th. I'm going to yes. be at the world-famous comedy store on Sunset Boulevard here in Los Angeles, where I'm a regular pretty much, okay. and uh, headlined at Flappers. And I just – it is a wonderful, wonderful release for me because I can uh-huh. talk shit. Excuse my <laughs> friend, but I can actually talk some stuff, and I love it. And it's really – my whole shtick is, right now is about, you know, here I am, this romance writer uh-huh. in the romance business. And then I look at my real life and I say, what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting around for Mr. Right for so long. I've become the man I wanted to marry. But it's like dating at a certain age, online dating, all the stuff that pisses you off and makes you mad. I can turn yes. into it, a... and I that. that. And, I... and the healing power of laughter is just yes. insatiable. I love it. I love yes. it. It's a yes. great, great uh... and a release.
1: <laughs> that's why the, that's why this show is called Laughing Loudly, laughing yeah. loudly and loving deeply. I, I I loved it. I attended the show, had the privilege of attending the show um, in New York City, and I was in stitches the entire time. Time the entire time so this is definitely you know an authentic lane for you Thank you for giving us that gift the gift of you the gift of laughter now tell everyone before we before we have to end this show Please tell everyone how they can get to you how where's the show? Where's the where's your next show happening? What's the date the time? Um, okay. What's going on, on.
2: August 30th y'all eight o'clock main room of the comedy store in Los Angeles? And then I'm going to be back in New York sometime soon, but you can always check on Rolanda.com. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A.com and find out all the stuff I'm doing, but you'll always find out where the next show is there. And go to DestinyLingers.com and get that book, and I'll sign it for you and send it right off to you. Free shipping. You can't beat that. You know, 20 bucks for a gift for somebody? (laughs) Come on. You can't beat that. Everybody's going to visit somebody. Somebody's birthday is coming up. You can't beat a signed copy of my book. No, you
1: cannot. And I have to tell you that bo- the book is so relevant. It is, as you stated, you know, one day we we'll are all be gone. But this piece of literature, this, the model for love at a time when there could be a lot of unrest and and, and, and and just a lot going on, this book, this book will serve to be the model for love that you would want in your library any day. Okay every day with a nice cup of coffee, a nice glass of wine, or just hanging out with your girlfriends. Again, you guys email me, reach out to Ms. Rolanda. We're going to get us a book club going on and have her Skype in. That's going to be the best thing ever. (laughs) Grab the wine, grab the cheese, grab your girlfriends, and we're going to make this happen, right? (laughs)
2: <laughs> That's right. And listen, I'll answer all your juicy questions. <laughs> and, and they will and be juicy. And there's great sex scenes in the book, too, by the way, people.
1: Uh, yes, about where his hand slips and all of that good stuff. Yeah, you guys want to get this book. <laughs> <laughs> Romanda, You'll thank have a you new so fascination
2: much. with elbows and kneecaps. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have been inspired by your work. Thank you so much for
2: helping me laugh loudly and love deeply, too.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. We hope you'll come back and we'll be in touch soon because we're going to get this book club underway
2: you got it you got it thank you so much i really appreciate this morning
1: absolutely you guys thank you so much for tuning in and for, for for just being with us and supporting this program this morning laughing loudly loving deeply with dr faith and my very special guest today Rolanda watts take care guys until next time take a little time to laugh a little louder love a little deeper we'll see you later Thank you so much for being a part
0: of the show. Laughing loudly, loving deeply with Dr. Faith can be heard live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Dr. Faith Brown hopes to speak to you again next week and remember to always make time to laugh and love.